Raise Your Glasses to a podcast about alcohol, trends, and how agriculture plays a role in the brewing, fermenting, and distilling process. So pop that bottle cap or cork. Here's a toast from coast to coast. Welcome to another edition of A Toast from Coast to Coast. This is a really weird episode. I will just preface the whole thing by that right now. We've got uh, a couple guests all remotely because we are locked down. Joshua in Florida, as always, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Hunkering down. And uh, my wife is joining us since uh, she's the only other person besides my daughter that we've allowed in our house while we're doing this. Robin, how are you? I'm doing well, as well as we can be for, you know, sticking with each other inside this house together. Yeah. Yeah, you guys aren't into social it a couple of times. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, we wanted to get in a uh, COVID-19 episode. It's going to be weird all around. And we're going to talk about some of the things that uh, we're seeing. There is a silver lining here, and that's how we're going to sell this episode, which is very interesting. And we're going to flip-flop this thing, too, because the agriculture side is going to be very short. So to start with the agriculture side in this episode, thank God agriculture was listed as an essential industry, right? Otherwise, beer would be shut down too. Absolutely. So being able to farm, they're able to still do hops, they're able to still do malts. We don't see any of these breweries having a hard time finding the stuff that they need. So it's nice to see that agriculture is still plugging along. And on the food side thing is, again, Josh and I do this for a living as well, cover some of the agriculture industry. Uh, they're providing food. They're continuing to work, and hopefully, they're doing it safely. Josh, uh, have you guys done anything in in your side that's uh, you know showing some of the stuff they're doing as far as being safe or just chugging along during this time? Yeah, I mean, uh, everyone, even for us, is working from home now, um, so it's been a little bit of a change. I mean, I normally work from home most of the time, but it's definitely been a lot more now, and no traveling, which you and I both have jobs where we've traveled a lot, but. Um, agriculture seems to be kind of business as usual. I mean, the, the biggest issues they've had has been like things with restaurants closing down, you know, farmers that specifically just sold their products straight to restaurants now don't have that person. And while the grocery stores have more demand, it does seem like, uh, just switching around contracts and finding new buyers has been a little bit of a struggle. But other than that, I mean, crops are still growing. They don't know. Anything about Corona? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what we're hearing too. Food, food service side is pretty much uh, dead at this point. Um, you're still seeing some to, to, to some extent, but um, it's pretty much dead. So a lot of the lettuce guys and that that really, really relied on their product going to the food service side have been hurting. The ones that don't have the opportunity to do it fresh produce as much. Um, citrus guys have kind of gone through. Uh, strawberry guys have been able to get through. Um, a lot of other guys have been able to get through with that fresh produce, kind of carrying things along. You saw that fear buying that really carried it there, but then you saw that come back down to earth a little bit once after three weeks, everyone was like, oh crap, what am I going to do with all this produce? Markets are up and down, prices are up and down, but uh, hopefully it'll even out and some of these guys can stay in businesses. One of the things that I was reading today is, hey, farmers markets, a lot of farmers markets are still open those are probably the safest place right now to buy your produce because you don't go to the store. It's open air. I mean, don't you think, Josh, farmer's markets probably, if you're thinking about getting a virus 
that's probably one of the safest place out there. You would think, yeah, be an open air, but that's something here that the farmer's market has been postponed until after this, which is sad because a lot of the small farmers, that's their only way to sell. You know, they can't fill an order for a restaurant or for a Publix or for a grocery store, you know, and the small farmers have a little harder time. So it's sad that they can't do that right now. I know me personally, I keep bees and I just did my honey harvest and have 40 jars of honey laying around that. I don't know. I've just been slowly giving them away, but I, like I don't have anything. I don't have any way to sell them right now. Forty jars isn't enough to pique a grocery store's interest, but you know, at ten dollars a jar at the at the farmers market, that's four hundred dollars for me. Yeah, no, that's that, that is a big deal for a lot of these farmers, and and we live in an area where um, Central Valley strawberries. Uh, a lot of these Hmong farmers grow these strawberries here. Their stands are supposed to just open up here pretty soon. And they don't have anywhere to sell their stuff at, too. So there's there's some stuff going around. Far, uh, American Farmland Trust has put together a farmer relief package trying to get some money to those producers. But, um, you know, until you open up those markets, I just don't know if that's going to happen. I just heard this story, actually, from your coast uh, on the radio today. But it was on local radio here that a farmer that I guess was, uh, you know, falling a little hard times because of COVID. What they were doing was now you can get a farm animal on your Zoom meeting, and it starts at like, I think 60 or $75, but he will call a farm animal into your Zoom meeting to try to make your Zoom meeting more enjoyable since everyone's on Zoom meetings now with work. It's kind of a way to lighten up the Zoom meeting as he'll like, you know, phone in a goat or something. That is phone in a goat. That is amazing. <laughs> Who doesn't want a goat in their Zoom business meeting? I, know, I mean, I, I put it was my cat in my kids' meetings. <laughs> That's an amazing idea. Hey, however they however they need to do to get by, uh, uh, you know, that small to mid farm farmer is the one that's getting hurt here. Some of those larger guys, you know, they're taking a hit, but you know, I think for the most part they're going to be able to get through this if it doesn't go on a whole lot longer. So, yeah. Um some of the aid packages that were passed, 19 billion dollars was passed today. So, we'll we'll see some hopefully some aid that'll help these farmers out. Again, they're an essential business. They're working during these times. They're trying to keep their workers safe during these times. Um, so I just want to say thanks to, to farmers around the world for uh, continuing to feed us while we're locked down. So that's the ag side, easy ag side today, because we want to get to the silver lining here on the beer side. Before we get into that, we're going to do our tastings as normal. So we're going to start off with my beautiful wife here, who's drinking one that uh, I was very excited to get. It's from a, a well-known brewer out of Vermont. Tell me about this one, Robin. What do you got? Okay, so first off, the can is super cool because it's black and it has this robot-looking man s- s- smelling up the aromas of the hops. And that's one of the things about this can is they, they tell you that you should be drinking from the can because the aromas are kept more in the can. So they, they encourage you to drink from the can and not pour it into a glass. So this is Focal Banger. Great name. Everybody likes Focal Banger. <laughs> everybody likes a Focal Banger. It's from Alchemist. Alchemist in Vermont. And Focal Banger and it's a IPA. It's 7% and it has 90 IBUs. Nice. And I like my IBUs, so that's good. And there's not like a big description on here, but um it's a really clean IPA. It has citra and mosaic hops. And then it has some of their favorite British malts in there, too. And actually, I could taste it after I read it. I could taste it. There's a tiny bit of malt in there, too. And I love a good West Coast IPA. And um, this kind of has the same mouthfeel and flavor. It's really drinkable. So I could easily drink 
a two and be happy. <laughs> a good, like, feel, be a very focal banger. What is it rated on Untapped? This is a high rating, I think. It's a 4.43. Wow, that's a really high rating. So that is. Alchemist is uh, a very popular brewer, and they were kind of like the Russian River of the East Coast, where they were early with some of the stuff. What they're they're one that they're known for is Heady Topper, and we did get that one yeah. as well. Heady Topper has a hundred IBU. Um, they were some of those first ones that were making those really hoppy West Coasts, and they didn't distribute there for a long time. Well, now you're starting to see access to it, so. It was kind of cool that we were able to get this. It's a perfect IPA for like a hot summer day when this whole COVID thing is over and we're all out together, you know, having barbecues and beers. For as guys- hoppy as it is, it's really easy to drink. Yes. Do you have those commercials out there right now? Like You made me think about it when you said like you're out back out barbecuing. Do you have those like PSAs running that's like, don't worry, we'll go back to our barbecues and our parties. Yes. And- it's really creepy. That's something that's going to be in the history books that we're going to be telling our grandkids about. Like, yeah, they were playing over the radio telling us to not be scared and that we'd go back to our normal lives to just stay inside. Our normal lives of lots of drinking. I yeah, mean, everybody's has lots of drinking now. <laughs> Parents at home are drinking more than ever. Yeah, yeah. I know. You never have to worry about driving right now. That was, So that was the other interesting thing that we were noticing. So once they locked everything down, I had a pretty good stash of good craft beer and they were all hazy, citrusy IPAs. And the last like week or two, I've gone out and gotten a couple uh, West Coasts, and they've tasted amazing to us. So <laughs> it's almost like we were drinking so many hazies that we needed the West Coast to kind of fill in. Yeah. So that's been kind of interesting as well. What would you give this on your rating? Oh, I would vote a high two. I would do a 4.5. 4.5. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. I'm going to expect you to log in there. I'm going to check in. I'm going to expect you to drop one of those in the mail. (laughs) That's an extra $10 for my... That's okay. That's a cheap mule fee, For my fee. $10 is actually a cheap mule fee. I'm a cute mule, so... Cute mule. (laughs) 20 bucks. You can get a mule on your Zoom. Did you know that? Yeah, 75 bucks. You can get a mule on there. That's what Josh said. I want to so need Josh, a report on that for work, please. We will. We will. I'll, I'll get it on there. Josh, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking in honor of the coronavirus, the China virus. Um, I'm drinking a Sky Puppy, which here in the South is what we refer to uh, or what we call bats. We call Did you bats get that on the wet puppies. market? Yeah. Can we say that? Is that allowed? Can I? Yeah. On the China virus? The China China virus. Okay. No, so it is a, the can is a bat drawing. um, And and so here in the, in the swamps of Florida, we call those sky puppies. And so I think it was, I think the brewery definitely did it intentionally putting out a bat beer right now, but I have to say it is one of the most fabulous beers I have ever drank. And that is from Swamphead Brewery here in Gainesville. So local brewery, which I was going to, to support, because I think if I could get any message across to people right now. Now it is support your local brewery so yeah. that they're open after all this. I love Swamphead Brewery, so that that's pretty cool. In fact, on one of Taylor's trips, when we first had our daughter, Josh was there. Yep. She was like maybe five months old. That was the first onesie he bought her on a away trip was Swamphead Brewery onesie. So thank you, Swamphead Brewery, <laughs> for the, the cute onesie. On the back it said Swamp Butt. Yep. That was a <laughs> definite truth. So what was, did, did it have a rating on Untapped? Did you say that? Uh, yeah. Yes, it was a 3.95. It only has 44 ratings so far. So new. So new. It's fairly coming new. up with your vote. And what are you giving it? 
I'd give it a 4.25. Nice, nice. Right up your alley. It is it is solid. New England style IPA. Very good, very good. I, I Like I said, I, I like Swampette. I'm, I'm glad they're coming out with some new stuff, which we'll talk about here in a little bit because you... You were able to talk to him a little bit when you picked that up. So Yeah, what are you um, drinking? I am drinking the beer that kind of kicked this all off for a lot of us here on the mm-hmm. West Coast, and that is the Double Dank Shake. This is the Alvarado Street Great Notion um, collaboration. It is a milkshake IPA. It's amazing. It is smooth. It's hoppy. Um, they put this out, gosh, I want to say two years ago. And people drive them nuts to get this going again. <laughs> and it just popped up back on uh, their their distribution again. One of our liquor stores picked it up. I went down there immediately, and I got the last two cans. Hold on. First, you called me to see if I could go get it for you. Right, but she forgot her mask at home, so we couldn't, do, we couldn't do that. It wasn't right. it wasn't that important, but I thought about it. <laughs> I, th- I thought about it. Risking my life for the dank just shake. Pull, just pull your shirt up over your face. You'll be fine. You get the dank shake. Leave Viv's in the car. It's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Just leave your kid in the car. So <laughs> Don't do that. We so I ended up getting in two. So I'm drinking one of those, and like I said, it, it kind of that this was the beer that kind of started it all off for a lot of us here on the West Coast. Um, it is rated 4.32 on Untapped. Wow, it's a really high rating. Again, you've got Alvarado Street and Great Notion, two great brewers. Um, it's got uh, Nelson in there, Citra. Usually, I'm not a huge fan of Nelson, but it is in there, Simcoe. And then just a hint of Eureka is what they're talking about. Um, so very good. I think the milk sugar, I think it could be kind of uh, maybe harsh on the end, but the milk sugar really smoothens it out, and, and it's really good. Um, I give it a 4. I give it a 4.25 because I have to on to untapped, but if I were to give it a true rating, I'd probably give it a 4.3. So this is a good beer. One of the ones that's really kind of opened me up to milkshake IPAs too, so... This is a good one. Very nice. Very nice. You say it's so good, but I've never tried it in our whole relationship of this beer wife and he husband. He saves the good ones for him. That's why I yeah. give you that's why I give you the other one. Yeah, but I'm intrigued. higher than both you boys. If Robbins is from Vermont, I feel like I should be able to get it here. You guys are way further from Vermont than I am. You can. This is popping up all over the place. I, I walked into a liquor store and they had it the other day. So. It's MGA. It's true. We do have a good liquor store. I went. Did I tell you uh, when I was in that last trip where I went out to Wyoming and Colorado snowboarding, I got to go to the world's largest liquor store? No, that's cool. Yeah. How big was this world's largest liquor it's store? It's the world's largest liquor store. It's just outside of Denver, Colorado. It's up in uh, Northwood, Colorado. Like, is this the, like the world's largest thermometer? It might be the. It might be the U.S.'s. Let me let me look it up. Um. <laughs> fact check. Fact check that. I like this. Is it like a mall myself. size? Like a. Was everything a big? inside or was it just like a big warehouse it totally is no it totally is when you look up largest liquor store it's dave co in thornton colorado we went in there it was just i mean it was ridiculously large it was like the size of a walmart but with all different liquor and beer so many slurpees that's pretty cool i did look for great notion because i was like i want to find something from great notion while i'm here because he always talks Mm -hmm. about it and they didn't have any great notion but they did have the most california beer i'd ever seen of a of a place nice colorado nice thornton yeah, it's like a neighborhood outside of Denver. Colorado's also known for a lot of good breweries too, though. So yeah, 
they probably aren't bringing in a whole lot of extra stuff there. I mean, remember when we walked downtown there in Denver, Josh, and how many breweries there was? Jeez. Yeah. Oh, and then like I don't even think shop. we made it over to Rhino District on that trip, but that ended up like Rhino District. There's places where you'll go and there's like a brewery next door to a brewery, and then you'll walk 100 yards to two more breweries. It's They're crazy just how they're slammed in there. So anyways, this episode, we're going to talk about a silver lining. There is a silver lining to this COVID crap. And that is, we're seeing some availability of better beers, uh, beers that we wouldn't be able to get in- otherwise, hence the uh, the Dank Shake, although I, if that came out from Alvarado, I probably would have got that, but definitely um, the Alchemist. Banger. Yeah, definitely the banger. Um, <laughs> so you've seen this kind of change, and I was on a... Uh, virtual beer share the other night which is the weirdest fucking thing that i can think about yeah super cool (laughs) we did this beer share with matt who's a regular and some of his extended family it was uh garrett garrett blake nick they're all brothers and then their friend uh, that they call gonzo and then chad's the the brother-in-law or cousin i don't know they're all fucking related anyways gonzo made a comment that kind of kicks this whole episode off. And uh, this is what he said on the beer share the other day. What's interesting right now is you're realizing how much power the alcohol lobby really has because right after shelter in place happened, you know, the whole uh, uh, essentials for the liquor stores was right after. And then you're seeing unprecedented lifting of California laws around ways liquors can be sold or distributed so it's super unprecedented times in that sense and i think in san francisco we're noticing a lot of the the breweries up there are pretty tech savvy so they got pretty quickly into being able to spin up an online website you know do the shopping cart and got into the distribution really quick um and then using social media to get that message out so there i think a lot of them that are that have a little bit of that brand are thriving it's going to be interesting to see how City Beer Store, Liquid Gold, the place that I really like up there, which were which was that intermediary between some of these breweries and me being able to drink them. They're kind of getting pushed out a little bit. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that they're going to still have a place and they're going to be able to come out okay on the other side of this thing. But uh, like the breweries are doing really well. Yeah. So he brings up that point that uh, we were talking about, Josh, and that is really quickly – the laws changed to allow some of these people to sell beer in different ways. It was quiet. It was quick. You didn't see much publicity about it. But um, we've seen that. And and Josh, when you and I were talking, you live in a college town. You said all of those restaurants down there are doing something of, in some manner for alcohol. Oh, yeah. Everyone just, I mean, immediately turned into a liquor store, basically, and and with some pretty good deals for some of them. And I think you've been a few times to that nice uh, barbecue restaurant downtown that has an incredible whiskey selection. Well, they started selling off a lot of their select bottles. And there's a lot of those uh, distillers like Angel's Envy that they make a special special batch of bottles that they only sell to like nice whiskey bars. And so stuff like that came up for sale. So, I mean, that's part of that silver lining is all of a sudden you had these these restaurants and bars that were turning out liquor that a lot of times was hard to find, you know, even locally. Yeah, we're seeing that too. A lot of our local places, um, you can order food. 
And then they'll also make some mixed drinks. um, Bogo deals. Yeah. Buy one, get one. um, Some of their wine bottles, um, all sorts of stuff. So you're starting to see these people try to get as much of that alcohol out as they can with those laws. Everybody needs it. (laughs) With those laws kind of released, you know, I mean, so a lot of those places made their money off the alcohol sales. Yeah. Yeah. So you think about our bills when we go to restaurants. We always say if we didn't drink alcohol, we'd be... Saving a lot of money. So yeah. they need that. We need that. No, and, and yeah, Robin's right. We need it right now. And that's like why they lax the rules up. They're like, oh, if we have, let everyone have as much alcohol as they can possibly get their hands on, yeah, no one will <laughs> freak out. They'll stay home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting to see, like he said, like Gonzo said in that, it'll be interesting to see if, if any of that sticks around. I don't think it personally will. No. But no. um you never know. Some of the other stuff that he was alluding to, which we'll get to here in a minute, which is some of the online sales for that some of these brewers. Around. You might Hopefully. see some of that stick around. We'll get to that. But the other part he brought up, too, and that we've alluded to is um, some of the uh, crowlering and canning or you know growlering. We have one person in Fresno who's allowing you to bring in any container. And they'll fill it by the price on the oh, ounce. Who's that? BCs is saying, bring in a milk carton and we'll fill it up. Come in with a five-gallon bucket. Milk carton? <laughs> Damn. Yeah, as long as it's a closable <laughs> top. So, I mean, you you come up with something, they'll charge you by ounce. There you go. I'm going to bring my PDLA bottle yeah, in. Yeah, spray bottle, whatever you want to bring in there. But anyway, so so they are... <laughs> So they are doing this, and on that share, um, we were also talking about that, and this was a good point that uh, Chad, Chad was uh, the birthday boy that night on that share, and um, he's in a Tascadero, and Chad and Garrett go to this um, brewer there that is, his name's uh, Kilo Kilo Brewery, it's a really Mm. cool little place. We went there. And he's so small that I was wondering how he was doing because he's got about six of his taps and then he's got six other taps. And here's Chad talking about what they're doing. So Kilo Kilo is, you can order online for his crawlers and he's actually crawling his guest taps. So to help him out and try to get through his inventory, he typically doesn't crawl his guest taps. Um, At this moment in time, you can order anything on his guest taps as well as his own beer. Um, and they'll package it up so you can pre-order, you know, pick it up and it's all ready for it. So everything's crawlers, including his guest taps, which is pretty cool. That is cool. Is he making any new beers? Have you noticed? Is he making anything new or is he uh, pretty much just getting through? Absolutely. Um, he's come out with a couple new hazies. Um, so he still is making new beer. Um, I think at this point with guest taps and everything, they're just trying to, you know, get rid of their inventory. Um, any way they can. So he opened up the door for that, um, which is pretty cool. So, you know, that that's exactly what we're talking about. A lot of these guest taps, um, you know, you have inventory. And if these places are going to make it, they really need to get rid of that inventory and be able to make some money off of it. And that's what you're seeing. The second part of that that he's talking about is something you just experienced, Josh. And that is... They're making new beers. They're not slowing down when trying to make these new beers. And when you picked up your your beer you're tasting tonight, that that's what they told you, right? Right. That was the weird thing. I, I talked to the the brewers there a little bit about you know what they were doing to stay alive, and I picked up the Sky Puppies. And one of the things, you know, a lot of it was kind of you know they had the drive through thing, and that was kind of typical. They had the online order, and that made sense, but. The, the weird thing that caught caught my ear was that the, sh- 
she said that they had been brewing more new beers than ever and that they were hmm. now trying to put out new beers constantly and a lot of different ones they were doing a lot of low abv ipas because they said people were interested in lighter easier to drink beers yeah well because everybody's drinking so many right (laughs) or is it just me no it's not just me (laughs) no it's everyone no the if you remember that full circle brewery uh interview that we did uh a few episodes back that's what he was saying is you have to have something on tap now that's low alcohol because otherwise you're not going to keep the people drinking at that point. So right. having that low alcohol, I think, is is key. So that's interesting she was saying that. But that's that's nice to hear that these guys are still trying to create some new stuff and that they're listening to their customers. The customers obviously wanted it, right? Yeah. No, absolutely. And they actually said they've been doing all right. They said the people that have kind of suffered are the bartenders. But as far as the mm-hmm. business overall, they're doing all right. What did it look like when you went by and, and picked it up? Did you go to the brewery and like knock on the door or? No. So that was a cool thing. I didn't, I mean, I looked it up online. I was like, I wonder if they're even open. If they are, I would love to go by and buy some of their beer. I was, I've been drinking a lot of their beer from the store, but I was like, I'll go right to the brewery. I know they usually make a little more money than I think. And uh, went by the brewery and they actually had a big container unit. Like you'd have on a, you know, container ship. Um, a big container unit that they packed full of those like big, you know, reach in coolers and you pulled up to this container unit and a girl walked out of the container unit and was like, what can I get you? And she hands you a menu and you could look at it. And they also had like a menu by my window on the other side that I could look at and had the beers and all the prices and everything and took your card and checked you out, handed you a clipboard and you signed it off and, she said they've been doing great. She said their regulars have been great. They've been there, you know, at more, if anything. And I was like, yeah, I get that. I'm probably consuming more beer than normal, too. <laughs> he and, says at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was great. I don't know. It was a cool little – it made it really easy. Like, it made the whole – I get that people are that are on the edgier side of the social distancing and, you know, quarantine, that it's a good – easy transaction for them um you pulled right up you got out there was no line i mean i pulled right up got what i wanted but the thing was like as i was leaving somebody was pulling up behind me and as i pulled up somebody was leaving but they really did it so fast i mean she was like what do you want told her what i wanted handed her the money like i mean she and she like set it in the window of my car because she was on the other side set it in the window of my car and i handed her money and i drove away it was super easy that's good that is good uh, you just tried the dank shake. What'd you think? It was good. It was sweet. Yeah, it is shaky. Sweet. It is shaky. Um, no, that's cool. And you know, I hope some of that sticks around. Honestly, I hope that in some means they yeah. they do do that. Whether it be a walk up window or something like that. Cornhole through the car. You can have the experience. What about a beer a truck? Beer truck. Well, that should just happen. Like an ice cream truck that like drives through the neighborhoods. Oh and my can god, sell that would beers. be great. But they play Perfect. That's perfect. I want that. Uh, the the other thing we were talking about the other night when we were doing this virtual beer share was uh, Nick was in Denver and he's in or he's in Colorado. I don't know if he's in Denver. He may be in the city, but he's in Colorado, and so he's got access to a lot of good beers there. And when we were talking about it, he was the only one outside of California, and he was saying that um, 
they have not gone through some of the stuff that we had. And he was interested to hear how all the breweries were starting to sell online or ship and all that kind of stuff. He said that they hadn't got to that point. If they if they had, he had not been marketed to about it. But he said that the liquor stores were through the roof. Um, here's what he had to say. Emma and I were out grocery shopping when it happened and the alert happened. And just driving around, all you could see is just lines and lines of people all over the place. So the governor immediately took back his word and said, actually, liquor and weed is essential to the world. <laughs> so so that, all, that all happened, and it was pretty nuts. But what we haven't gone through at all is the uh, delivery distribution of these craft groups. Like I, I don't think Weldworks is is actually even doing the online shopping. Maybe they are. I, I haven't seen it. But what I've noticed is that there's a surplus of supply. Like you go to any liquor store, you find Weldworks is like their their weekly releases are are actually tough to find. Um, but now when you go, you you can find a couple weeks back. So I'm almost seeing that it's easier um, to, to find the beer that you want and, and get what, what, I mean, even some other random, random beers I haven't even tried before. So that's very interesting that he says that uh, he's, he's able to go to some of these liquor stores that he's used to and be able to find stuff that he didn't necessarily have. Now, Josh, do you think that is because these guys aren't being able to sell on their normal channels and so they're flooding the liquor stores? I mean, mm-hmm. is that the case here, you think? Yeah, I think, I mean, liquor distributors, they feed both the restaurants and the liquor stores. And right now, like the restaurants, like I said, a lot of these restaurants get stuff that most liquor stores won't carry because they can't regularly sell it. You know, you might go to a restaurant and treat yourself to a nice glass of, you know, whatever whiskey you really like, whether it be a Teelings or a Habiki or something that a lot of liquor stores can't afford to carry that bottle because, you know, it could be a year before they sell it but you know at a restaurant they can move it a lot quicker by the glass and make it more reasonable for them when their your profit margins are a lot higher really interesting you just said that because i've only been able to find one blanton's <laughs> bottle in my life and the second one popped up on at my liquor store two weeks ago in the middle of this Right. And I ran down there and bought it. Because Blanton's usually is one that only sells to restaurants. Same thing with a lot of the Michter's bottles. A lot of the Michter's bottles you can only ever get at a restaurant, like at a good whiskey bar. Um, Same thing with Pappy. You almost never see Pappy Van Winkle in a store, but now you're seeing Pappy's pop up in your total wines. You're seeing Michter's now in your regular liquor store. And I don't know if I should be mad about that or happy about it. Oh, I that. spent more at our friend's engagement party on Blanton's shots for you guys yeah. than you bought two bottles for. That's true. That is so true. I don't know if that makes you feel sad or happy. but No, that makes me feel sad. And that if I could get a bottle of Rombauer for 20 bucks, I'd be very happy. Sure. So yeah, that's another silver lining is the availability that we're seeing at these outlets that we're used to going to. So after the break, we're going to talk about some outlets that we're not totally used to that we've seen kind of change as this thing has happened. So we'll be back after the break. You've been listening to a toast from coast to coast. Don't forget to tell a friend and subscribe to the podcast and let us know if you have any ideas for the show on our Facebook page. Now back to the show. 
Welcome back to this edition of the COVID-19 podcast of the uh, a Toast from Coast to Coast. I am joined, of course, as always, by my co-host Joshua hey. and my beautiful wife, Robin. Thank Guys, you. thanks for both joining me today. This is a weird situation we're doing. We're talking about how there's a silver lining here during this social distancing. We're seeing the availability of better beer, both from the outlets you're used to going to, which we talked about in the first half, and some new outlets that we are not totally used to. So in this beer share that we talked about the other night, um, they were talking about how one of their mules for a very famous brewer, Monkish, he saw some availability go through the roof the first two weeks of this. Things have changed a little bit, but it was just an interesting comment from Blake, who lives in the Bay Area, who has a mule on Monkish. Here's what he said. So, so I was lucky enough to get introduced to a, uh, I think a world-class, uh, beer mule. Maybe that's what we call them. Uh, who was shipping, uh, shipping me beer, uh, the last few weeks, like anything I wanted from Monkish, I just send him a, a Instagram DM slide into his DM. And, uh, and I would let him know like, Hey, I want this or I want that. I want eight of these. I'll do four of these. And it was really, really easy. Everything was just coming and, you know, within three days, there you go. Uh, and, uh, and now what's happened with the uh, COVID is that they're making them basically, you have to order it online before and then go pick up the beer. And what I think that's done is it's limited how much he can get because the guy that's down there is really close by. He's able to get over there really quick and easy and pick up a bunch. Now it's like, all right, he's probably on this, you know, this list. And then when he goes in, if he doesn't, you don't get your order in right away, you know, he's only going to get so much. So now it's cut me off. So I might be monkish deprived next week and, you know, see me having the shakes and bad mood, maybe a little grumpy. Like that's probably why. But Blake, the, the part that you missed was these breweries typically have a limit and monkish is, is typically like a two, four pack limit per beer. And, so you, you, you have this situation where you hit the golden period where, you know, no one can go for the coronavirus. So they didn't set limits and this guy could just get as many as he wants. So you, you hit a, you hit a, a small golden age. And I, I think that what Taylor's alluding to is, you know, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of opportunities right now to get your hands on beer that you normally wouldn't be able to get your hands on. Um, you know, cause these, these breweries aren't selling beer on site. They're having to, find other ways to get their beer in the hands of, of people that are drinking it, whether it be shipping uh, like we're seeing like humble C and equilibrium and a couple other breweries doing, or like bottle logic, you know, they're just, they're just taking their um, you know, their tap stuff and crowling it and sending it out in distro. So that, that's stuff that we would have never been able to get our hands on before. So it's, it's interesting. He pretty much, he has a mule from Monkish, right? And so for about two weeks there at the beginning, before these breweries got set up online, um, he, he, he had pretty much like full reign. He would text the guy um, or, or send him a message in Instagram as to how he contacted him. And the guy would pretty much turn around whatever he asked for, and it would be at his house in three days. When it comes to muling, like that is unprecedented. You usually don't have that. So, I mean, for for like two weeks, he hit this window that was just amazing for these beers that you could not get access to. I mean, huh. I mean anything he wanted. 
which is just crazy to, to hear about. Now, it changed as soon as Monkish got online. Once they got online, you had a they relaxed the rules. These breweries got online. You had to purchase online and then go pick it up. You couldn't just go pick up two pallets or whatever your limit was and then be able to sling it out. So changed the game as far as muling goes, <laughs> but has made it possible for you and me who aren't going to do that to be able to order some of this beer. Um, you pay a shipping cost, but to get access to some beer, that's probably worth it, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, that's actually one of the things when I was at Swamp Head, I asked her about, it. I said, you know, are you guys considering shipping? And she said, uh, she said right now, you know, we haven't looked much at it. She said, if this goes on for like another month, we might. Um, but the biggest thing right now in Florida is they still don't have the legal capability. It, it comes down to a big liability in Florida and, uh, we got to get past that, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if it really does end up being another month that you'll see legislators in the Capitol saying, Hey, we need this, you know, we need bartender or we need, you know, bars to have this and be able to ship their liquor because, it's amazing right now. There's so many, you know, restaurant staff that are out of jobs that are all looking for delivery jobs because everyone's delivering. And it's like, all right, well, let them deliver these beers or let them deliver drinks. And I mean, same thing goes for bars. Like, what if bars could be making, you know, you a martini and put a martini in a bottle and bring it to you at, you know, seven bucks a pop? Or California, probably ten bucks a pop, but. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. And and again, it's it's that availability. So while he hit this golden window, you know, it, it changed a little bit as far as his mule goes, but it opened up for everybody who doesn't use a mule. So again, another silver lining of the fact that you're able to get some of these. Now, we have tried to buy the Monkish online. And as soon as it goes online, in like three minutes, it's sold out. It's pretty amazing how fast it sells out. Um, so I, you know, you run into that issue, but once you open it up, there's no exclusivity. Anybody can buy it that way, at least in the state. Cause there are different laws and all that kind of stuff. But so that is kind of interesting. The other thing that you and I were talking about beforehand was I use an app called Tavor. Um, Tavor, they also, some people have called it Tavour and Tavor, but it's, it's Tavor. So that's the one I <laughs> called it. So the we'll stick with whore. it. Um, Tavor. Tavor um, has really jumped on board trying to support some of these guys, which is cool. They sell beer or two beers in, in two packs. You you pick what you want. You fill your box. It comes through. They started doing, as soon as this happened, a support your local craft beers or support, support your craft breweries. And what they did was they put together these packages. And it was basically 12 beers for around a certain price and... Um, some of them, they even waived the shipping. They did an IPA pack. They did a stout pack, which was pretty cool. But the coolest part about it when this whole thing started was I'm seeing breweries that I couldn't get before. And Joshua, next week, I am getting an IPA from Jay Wakefield, <laughs> which is in freaking Southern Florida. Yeah, I would not be able to get that. I would not be able to get that if it wasn't for this whole shutdown. Oh, I heard about it. I heard all about this. Moonraker is on there too. Electric Lettuce. You're a little nervous uh, to drink a beer from Miami. I mean, it's one of the hot spots, bud. No. It's going to be a big night. We're going to go in our backyard. We're going to plug in our lights. It'd be worth it. We're going to look at the play structure we built. 
play structure. I'd, I'd, I'd sit through the coronavirus. It'd be worth See, it. See, dating versus dating. You built a play structure in the backyard. I built one in the bedroom. Yeah. Hey, you we don't can't know, hear about you. You don't know what we do on that play structure, Josh. <laughs> huh? Oh, I know what happened. I mean, there's the a mean structure. double slide going down. Hey, you guys want to close out? So the, the idea here is the fact that we've had access to a lot of different stuff. Josh, you picked up new beer from Swamphead without even knowing about it, just ran by the place. I was able to get a Vermont beer from a brewer that we've been trying to get for a long time. Double Dank Shake popped out. We're able to get these things online. It's pretty amazing right now. Um, and, and some of the bigger guys are taking it even a step further on this virtual beer share we did the other day. There was a little bit of breaking news. Chad, the birthday boy on there talked about how great notion a very well-known brewer that we've talked about a lot in our podcast um, is launching an app here's what chad said i recently sent out an article i think it was on forbes um to this group about great notion coming out with a basically one of a kind um app for their brewery and within that you're going to be able to order beer now Consider, I mean, it's all going to be state specific, right? Every state has their own laws. But I truly believe that with this COVID-19 and these breweries having to find a way to ship these beers, and with Great Notion coming out with this, you know, state-of-the-art app that they're planning on coming out with, I truly think that this is going to be the trendsetter that's going to rule out the meal game. Pretty soon, I think, with all these prestige breweries, you know, Monkish, Great Notion, maybe 450 North, um, pretty soon, I really think that it's going to be accessible to just about most everybody without having to find a field. So pretty cool what he was talking about there. Great Notion's coming out with this app, and it, it's obviously going to be state-specific, and there's different laws in different states. Um, and I think some brewers can probably sell in some states and not others, right? But if it's as easy as dialing it up an, an app and buying beer, that's pretty freaking cool. Yeah. And I would accept that from anybody, let alone just the big guys. Oh, for sure. It makes me think about the Amazon now has the buy now button and how much trouble that gets me in. I like my cousin will send me a link to something at like 11 o'clock at night and I'm already really buzzed. And he sends me a link for something. I'm like, well, that looks cool. Bye now. Okay, but even not buzzed, right? I wake up in the morning and I'm like, it's like your Amazon order is on its way. And I'm like, wait, what did I order? Joshua, could you imagine imagine if I'm sending you a nice IPA and I'm like, dude, check this one out. You're going to end up beer like left and right at your house. Oh, I would just be like, "Uh, bye now. Okay, buy now you'd get drunk and you'd buy 47 beers you know so it'll be interesting to see what sticks around with that we're seeing a lot of um breweries even before covid which this is kind of sped it up but look at that shipping option one of the ones that robin and i were able to um check out in oxnard was called made west that was a cool place you like that place loved it yeah they had some really cool ipas but they ship even before this they shipped and if you bought four four packs, you could get shipping for $10 flat. Super steel. It was pretty cool. It came in a box, came with some ice packs in it, and it was really cool. So um, They have a great venue, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I really do hope that some of this sticks around because 
the availability right now is through the roof. So my advice to anybody who's looking at craft beer, likes craft beer, but is a little bit intimidated is, dude, just go try stuff right yeah, now. There's so much shit out there yeah. right now to just try. We have a lot yeah. of friends who are kind of in that boat, who've been now during COVID, they're interested in trying these other beers. They feel like, okay, well, shit, now's the time. Might as well, yeah. now, you know, now or never. And they do, and they like have this love for it. Our friend Derek is a perfect example where he would do this more often. Um, he usually goes out to a bar with his with his um, buddies. Work buddies, yeah. But because he hasn't been able to, he's been going to the store and he's like texting me all these pictures My of these different beers. Yeah. Too. So uh, now's the time to try it all and figure out what you like, figure out what you don't like, and it may be changing if you go heavy on one like we were doing with the West Coast or with the East Coast. We're kind of leaning more West Coast right now, so. I, hey, I, I switched it up the other day and drank some Guinnesses because I just was like, man, I've okay. had so many IPAs in my fridge. And you I switched boys. to Guinness and I just drank all night, just drank Guinness. Did you sidecar whiskey? Yes, absolutely. You guys are so weird. You both I did the did same that. exact thing. That's a she was great like, you're going to drink Guinness this, tonight? This I was like, quarantine. yeah. Weird. It's like we both reverted like 10 years ago. Like I drank only Coronas. He had Guinness <laughs> and whiskey and we played card games all night. Until one in the morning, the latest we've stayed up. Playing more poker. There's the other silver lining, right? Everybody's like learning, remembering how to play all these fun card games. Yeah. Oh, I still remember. I I whooped her. Okay, seriously. I have a book so we can pull that out. In a couple. In a couple, I beat her. She beat me in one. I I didn't know it. Anyways, uh, weird episode. I get it. COVID-19. We have no idea where this is going. We have no idea if we're going to be able to do anything better coming up outside of this social distancing. So um, cool episode. It's better than beer, though. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, no, it is. It is. We still have beer, right? So that's a plus. Um, So anyways, we, we may end up doing another one of these. But good episode. Joshua, thanks for taking some time. Hope you stay safe. Wash your hands. Absolutely won't. <laughs> uh, I hope everybody out there is being safe, though, on a, on, a, on a personal note. Wash your hands. Flatten the curve. And uh, let's get back to normal fucking life. That would be nice. Yes, normal please. Life. Actually, wash your hands. Let's get back to the bars. If you enjoyed today's episode, suggest it to a friend and subscribe to the podcast. Thanks for joining us today for A Toast from Coast to Coast.